Hello and welcome back to Law & Order S Review. You're about to check out our newest episode for season 23. Uh, there's a little ad before it starts, so sit through that. Sorry about it. Uh, we're so excited to be back and we're glad you're here. Welcome to season 23. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. I am Yel Teagle. I am joined as always by Felicia Michelle. Hello, Felicia. Hey guys. I'm also joined by Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Hello. Uh, we are discussing season 23, episode one and two. Season 23, episode one, that is And the Empire Strikes Back. Season 23, episode two is never turn your back on them. Before we dive into these episodes, I liked it, Taylor, that was good. Um, before we dive into these episodes, some friendly reminders on how things work here for a Law & Order S review. First and foremost, if you were assaulted and need someone to talk to, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673, one 656 What? Does four six seven three spell? It spells. Oh. Oh. Okay, that was like that was like in unison. I'll allow that one. Actually, that was kind of sweet. Amazing. It does spell hope. Um, and if you're new here, consider this your content warning. Sometimes the show goes dark or loses its mind, and when it does that, we say what is on our mind without a filter. So consider this your content warning. A lot of stuff will be coming out of our mouths and I am assuming profanity as well. So <laughs> Maybe. We're gonna start there. We're gonna let you know. Um, thank you that we see people here live in the chat. Please join us if you're live uh, in this conversation. We love hearing from you. Let me start with, I guess the simplest question, the one I know the answer to for all of you. What did you think about this two-hour season premiere? Felicia, would you like to start? I can. Uh, I I was I watched it. Um, I watched it uh, on Friday, and I like because I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, it's like Friday night. I'm, I'm the week is done. And I'm like, watched it and I fell asleep. Oh. I fell asleep, y'all. And I was like, what does that mean? And I was like, does it mean I'm tired? And I was like, it could be. But I think it meant that, like, I just, I couldn't. It was a lot going on and nothing going on at the same damn time. And I just, like, and even though I fell asleep, I did kind of understand what happened still. But I, <laughs> okay. I, I didn't like it. I just want to say maybe it's a precursor to something that I will like. Okay. All right. Uh, Taylor, what did you think? Here's the thing. I tend to like stories that are small, contained, not simple. I like my twists and turns, but I like it when things are on a more intimate scale. And they took on a lot with these. And I respect that that was a risk and that was like exciting. I 
wasn't my thing. It was too, like, we're working with a presidential candidate. I'm like, let's just go back to the, like, basics. You know what I mean? I feel like we just went a little far out. Um, not to mention our little character shakeups, which we will talk about. But it just, it was not my favorite premiere. I'm just going to leave it at that. There were parts, I mean, there were lines, there were elements that I did like. Overall, though, not my absolute fave. All right, we have people sharing their opinions uh, in the in the chat. I love this. Daryl says hated it. <laughs> um, Samantha right. says I thought it was amazing. Oh, I loved it. That's and fair. Jen- yeah, Jennifer says thought it was boring. Um, yeah, we got the so, whole spectrum of opinions going on here. Yeah, well, it's not all. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater type of thing. I think that's what it is. Like it's a great show. This is a great show. Period. So, but yeah. maybe we're just, ha- our standards are just extremely, ridiculously high and our wants and needs from the show. Are and it's personal taste thing too. Like this is just not the kind of case I gravitate towards and that's okay. It is what some people gravitate towards. Yeah, um, Zach says, honestly, I liked it. Here's how I felt. Um, upon first viewing, I was um, annoyed. I will say this, it was, it was, because this was a continuation of the season finale, it's a th- it's a three part arc, and if a three part arc uh, ha- happens, then a lot needs to happen. And honestly, we started and ended in the same place because all of our witnesses that we picked up and met throughout the episodes dead. Everybody ended up dead. Who went to jail? Pretty much nobody. We found out that the person every level every step of the way was there's someone worse right like originally we thought it was just um the 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 super at the building yeah Yeah. and then we found out that the super actually worked for someone else and then we found out that that person worked for someone else and then we found it was a senator who's running for president it's not just him it's his lawyer who knows all these other we just slaps people (laughs) that was that was really something It just got so much, we went so deep into it. And in the end, people were either dead or not going to be charged. And the only person that went down was our Senator. Um, And I, and that, (laughs) that is very obnoxious to have three episodes results that way. Um, I also, uh, and we'll talk about Kat and Garland. I think that personally those were, those were the worst part of the episode was us getting rid of them and we'll we will discuss it but i want to talk about mcgrath as a character um do right? you? yes do i want to yes, talk let's about do McGrath. It. let's do it okay um, but oh. before i do that i want to actually give a shout out to our congressman uh ben rapaport is the actor who played uh congressman howard and he i feel like when i see him on tv he's always the like clean cut, nice guy, quiet, like all American, you know, you kind of kind of pushovery guy. So to see him being gross and evil was nice. It was a nice change. Um, that was all American throw hands. So. I mean yes, it was all American. Good job, Felicia. Well <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's talk about McGrath because that so that's Terry uh Serpico is the actor. He I feel like always plays an asshole and he does it so well. And I hate him. I hate him. And I, I want to give props to that actor because I am like filled with rage 
towards that character. So much rage towards that character that that is impressive. And the way that we end the the season, that his whole behavior, the episode, the way his behavior is repugnant. And I think it is fascinating to see Benson in a leadership role dealing with that. I think that that's the point is to see her deal with that. Um, And I know that a lot of fans on Twitter, a lot of fans are very upset with um, where they perceive the season is going. And honestly, this McGrath thing, as much as I loathe him, I am fascinated to see how that happens and where it goes. Uh. Felicia, any thoughts? Oh, I, I, I literally would thought every single second, like any thoughts, of course, they <laughs> always be yes. Like it doesn't matter the topic. No um, thoughts ever. It's just, it's just I, I, when you say in like the future of the show and the season and, and the writing and where this character could possibly go, I'm just like, maybe it's given, oh, sorry. Maybe it's given opposite, right? Maybe it's given antithesis of like what we, you're rude. Maybe it's given antithesis of what we, we're normally seeing here. We're usually seeing a lot of do-gooders, a lot of good things happening and, we see it from the, the side of good. But if we're talking about um, last season, piggyback off of last season, we're talking about corruption, police brutality, um, abuse of power. We're talking about all of those things. So how can we talk about it through the lens of a good guy like Garland? Like we 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 can't. And he would constantly, we saw, keep getting beat over the head anyway by these people. So now I guess it's a way of like removing that middleman, even though I think he should still be there. Um, and showing this from the inside and it has to be um uh this horrible character that we don't really can like even though he does always play an asshole he does it so well um he's so good at it but we, we have to see it because we actually want to see the corruption want to see that like and it can't be our squad and it can't be anybody affiliated with our squad and they still have to be higher up so it probably just has to be uh this guy um, but in my opinion, it feels almost redundant because we know it's corrupt. Like everyone knows that. So like, why are we spending time to solidify it with this guy who's not black, like, or who's not gray to me? He, like, he's just bad and evil and it's not as nuanced as I think it could be. And that's why I really liked how we saw Gartland going through it because it was like so much more complex and complicated. And this feels like it's a very cut and dry, he's the bad guy. You know what I mean? I thought it was more interesting to see it through the lens of Gartland than this guy who just, like, we hate him, he sucks, regardless, like, he's terrible. Like, he always sucked. Like, it was never a time where we didn't know if he sucked or not. Like, he- Exactly. I think, I think you both make very valid points. I think that, um, that Garland does feel like, you know, um, the, the, he's the old guard who is not letting go, who is not, letting uh, progress and change and and restructuring. He's the one who's like, no. And I think that that's so interesting because now they're like, all right, we need to see that so we can fight against it. Um, But I think Taylor's right that like, we know it's there. Maybe, I mean, maybe we know it's there, but there are people who don't. Yes. It just feels like we did it backwards then. Like, why wouldn't we have this guy last season and then we bring... Garland, in. you know what I mean? It feels like we're reverting back, which I'm not saying that doesn't happen in real life. That's actually probably really realistic. But from like a storytelling point of view, it feels odd to me. I think those are fair points. Um, I, I Jennifer says I think it adds tension to the show, and I think that's true. I 
Um, I, I want to talk about Garland now because we're already like halfway there. So let's just talk about Garland. Um, I'm mixing up the order because there's a moment where um, Felicia, not Felicia, where Benson says, like "What? Oh yes, call me Olivia." Um, yes. So there's a moment where Garland keeps getting kind of. Uh, Ignored and and glossed over through the two episodes. Through three over, episodes, you no, know, he was getting shut out. <laughs> shut out, yes. Shut out. Shut out. I couldn't find There's... the word I was looking for. I glossed over. I, look, I have had a long Sunday. It is literally uh, like the equivalent of being like, "Hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're at the mall. No one called you." <laughs> no, so, me. yes. The my issue is. When Benson is like, oh, let, that's so weird. And he's like, it's fine. And she's like, and he says at the end, he says, thank you for having my back. And she says, always. And I literally shouted, you didn't. You actually didn't. You you were told to keep him out. And then you, you did. You kept him out. You didn't have his back. I hope that when Garland comes back and, and is, as he says, he can do better from the outside. I hope that when he does, he goes, hey, remember when you didn't have my back and claimed that you did? It's very upset. I'm very was, upset. But was she saying, like, she had his back? Because like, there was there was two instances where he she was given information and told not to convey that to him. And One twice she did. On, on camera, but I don't remember her being told explicitly, like, don't tell him about the press conference. So I think maybe she, I don't know. I'm no, she to... so she wasn't told don't tell him at the press conference. She yeah. was told at the press conference it's better that he's not here. Sure and he then was... yeah, and she was like odd. And then when he was like weird that I, you know, there must have been an error. She wasn't like uh no, he actually said that he didn't want you there. It's not starting drama. It is being there for him. You're on his is side. That the drama is it me? <laughs> Yeah, Olivia, kind of there it was you because you didn't like look out for him, you know? I will say, I interpreted that comment as like, in general, thank you for being there for me. Like, I don't think it was like, you're right. There's holes in that. She hasn't always been there for him. But I think overall, in the grand scheme, she's been an ally to him most. Okay, except for this time. Where like I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, but this is the time where like it mattered the most. That's He's, true. He is being pushed <laughs> out, and she is not. She's like she doesn't have his back at all. Let me tell you a whole bunch of stuff about the two character exits made zero sense to your girl over here. Like none at all. Like and you know, you guys, I will find my way around to some understanding. <laughs> I will play the devil's advocate. I will do it. But none of these things make sense like olivia doing that does not make sense us even well as we're sitting here even talking about it and i'm like this conversation we're having doesn't even sound like we're talking about olivia benson because like she literally is like a synonym for like loyalty and like having someone's back we've seen her multiple times (laughs) jennifer Jennifer. you i thought it you said it boo but um jennifer Jennifer is said roast time. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is the same, you know, thing. Olivia uh, brought Garland hit um, some beet juice and acted like it was all yeah. good. Stop, not the beet 
not. She will not. not let the beat juice go. I will not let it go because I'm just I'm just saying like. <gasps> no, you're right, and I'll but, say. But it's odd though. It just doesn't feel right. Him the the speech he gave, the whole bit of it, it felt like with him and and with Cat and their 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 exit stories just felt um, out of line with their character, disingenuous to the viewers because. These are we, these are characters we know and love, and we have a, a a weird you know relationship with them, and understanding of who they are. And these were totally not in line with who these two people are. And you showed us you know for two seasons um, that these who's like what like I was watching it and I like rewind it and I was like what are they saying like what are the words come out? And then my heart was breaking because I thought about the actual actors playing this and having to say goodbye in this scene. And I'm like, it must really make their skin crawl to speak as a character that they now have known and occupied for such a long time and know that those words don't genuinely come out as a character. Not that uh, I'm not saying performance wise, I think they both gave beautiful performances and um, as they're exiting the series um, and kudos to them. But I just thought in my logical mind, like imagine saying those words, knowing this, knowing you don't want to leave the show and knowing that this doesn't make sense to your character. So I will say this. Uh, I think of the two exits, Garland made the more sense. I'm not saying it made sense, but it made the more sense, right? Like, first of all, we saw at the end of last season that they're after him. They were the, the entire department was coming after him and they were trying to get him out. So I understand that he chose to leave because no one wants to keep working in a hostile environment. And I think that the argument that he could make a difference from the outside is a reasonable guess <laughs> that that is possible, that that is a better move. If you're inside and everyone is attacking you and you have no chance to grow, to make change, to be heard, then I understand the choice to leave. So I do get it. The other one, which we'll talk about in a bit, <laughs> makes zero sense. The The argument of I want to see change and then being like, so I'm out, I give up. It's been a year. Right, uh, you just got promoted. Like you're, you're progress. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, I will, but I agree with you, Felicia, 100%. I did think about how painful it must, must be as an actor to know that this was not your choice and yeah. to sit there and go, here's why it's my choice. Yeah. And I, I was I, watching for it too, the way they delivered it, I, it. And I agree with you. I was like, they're doing a good job. <laughs> like they're almost making me believe it by their sheer power. But if you and, think about it, it doesn't make sense. And the thing is, they're actually like really good um friends. Like the character who plays Garland, and the character who plays Carisi, and I don't know anybody's name. I don't even know these girls' names half the time, but they um they actually are real life friends. I followed these people on social media. They're like good friends. Like this is like a familial type of set to be on. Even guest stars talk about all the time how like it's so comfortable and it's a family atmosphere there and you are you're part of this franchise and you know you're ex- super excited and I mean I'm not trying to be smart or nothing but like as far as diversity and stuff goes these days I would have, if I were either of them, I would have been like, oh, I think my character is probably pretty secure on this show because I represent a, a certain group of people, a demographic of people, a type of people. Like, I I am, I represent something. And I would have thought I was safe. <laughs> so, 
I can't imagine how they felt hearing that and then having to perform that. Um, again, they did an amazing job. I just. I want to bring up. Bring them back. Let's go. We can't go on strike. Can, can we start a, a Twitter? A Twitter no. hashtag? So I want to bring up a character that was introduced. Don't do this. No, just kidding. Do it. I want to bring up uh, Detective it's Joe Velasco. Oh. Um, who was our cue, our undercover, McGrath's undercover dude. Um, I would like to understand what and why, because I think that had we not been losing two people, I think we would have enjoyed his performance and liked this character more. Here's the thing Talk about to me. Joe Velasco. <laughs> I liked him for these two episodes. I don't want him full time. I enjoyed him for what he was here. I think we're going full time route and I'm not here for it. Especially that moment where he's talking about how he exaggerated like his dad's abuse. I was like, you suck. Like I was so here for you. That's not okay to do that. Like I hated that and I'm not on the side now. And that was just the nail in the coffin for him. Now ooh, he's gonna have to change a lot before I trust him again because that made me pissed off. Felicia, any opinions on Joe Velasco? <laughs> Your face. Um, my face. Yeah, if you are listening to us on iTunes, you cannot see my face of uh, a bit of disdain. Um, but if you are listening, give my give my disdain face four four stars, five stars if if you want me to smile. Um, <laughs> That's really. Clever. So, um, I, 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 I want it to make sense. And maybe right, just right now, it's not making sense to me. Cause I'm like, okay. And like, definitely like Taylor said, I said, oh, I see where y'all are going with this, especially now because we have Garland's gone. You know, McGrath is in charge and this is his boy, right? right. So you always bring in your, your home, your homies first, right? Your friends first, right? So it's like, oh, now, and at the end when I was like, oh, McGrath is in charge, Olivia reporting to me, I said, okay, I see what's happening. And we're probably gonna end up seeing more of this character. But in my head, I'm like, why? Like, what? what is so special about him? What is so special about him? Like, what is so special <laughs> about him? Tell me where we haven't seen him, <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me, him um, in this Dick Wolf universe, specifically already in the SVU realm and on television, every other place, we've already seen him. I don't know his name individually, but I'm just saying we've seen him and that character type many a times, even on this show. So you're going to have to give me something more to go off of than he's a good actor undercover and he's, I see, is he Irish Catholic too? Like, what's up? Like, you know, like seriously, like, are we going to keep seeing the same? That's, that's the frustration for me. Like, don't take away two people like that and then say, here he is. Like, no, you're going to have to give me some, you're going to give me something better than that. I'll say, I'm going to say this. If Kat and Garland did not get removed. He'd be I, great. I would be okay with this addition. Um, but it seems like it seems like this is what we're getting instead. And I again, if the if if <laughs> it is a big ploy to deceive us 
and it's McGrath and his guy. And then we're going to go a few more episodes and something's going to happen and Kat's back or Garland reappears because he now is doing something that's going to help change the system, then fine. But at this point, at this point, I don't want him. I don't, I don't want McGrath. I don't want what's happening. I'm um, angry and sad. Here's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I liked him better as Q. Q from this Q. That was a great character. I think it was like, was like big wow, desert cool. energy. Like, I loved it. Yes, it very much was desert energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Dex are getting sex. Am I right? You're right. You're right. Sex. Breaking decks was that we recognize the inside. Here we go. <laughs> um, it's what's so interesting about this the case itself, this three episode arc case, yeah. is how much it felt like the Ganzel and Delia arc, which was the end of season 13 and the beginning of season 14. The it felt the same, right? Like we have we have someone we're going after. We have all of the witnesses. All of the witnesses get murdered or, or suicide, forced to suicide or whatever. Um, and then we get the big bad who actually could take down worse people. Like, it's almost the exact same story. The difference yeah. is um, that Genzel and Dealey were uh, prostitutes, and this one is uh, trafficking. Um, Zach in the chat says, give me a few more episodes before I make a final judgment on Velasco. I assume we will have that. It feels like we will. That's fair, Zach. But I like judging. So Yeah, we have to. That's what we're here for. I will say, like, and I'm sure that everyone knows this by now, no shade towards this actor. Like, I think he actually did a really good job. And I found, like, the roof moment I thought was actually really interesting. I really enjoyed that scene. But then you go and say it was a lie. I'm just it's like, that's what I can't come to terms with. So somebody, uh, where would it go? Um, Daryl says, but was he exaggerating, though? Look how he reacted to the girl's father. It is possible that he was playing it down to Rollins. Um, because true. Rollins' reaction was also like, sure. Um, so the, sh the actor that we should give a shout out to is Octavio Pisano. Um, really amazing performance as both yeah. Velasco and Keo. I agree. No, I really thought he did a great job. I'm just like in the grand scheme of the show. And the dynamics. What, 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 do you, what do we need you for? What you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> right. What are you Thank contributing you. to the potluck of the show? What do you bring to the table? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about cat let's talk about cat first of all <laughs> i thought I, I thought they were gonna kill her in in the in i would have been i would have been so upset too i was like oh my god please don't die because if you don't if you die you can't come back ever. if you bury your gaze yes that's I, not gonna be okay with me honestly, wait what do you mean you bury your gaze flowers don't pop oh, up oh no it's so. a trope like a like TV shows I, have a history of killing off their queer characters. It's my and you bury your gaze and flowers pop up. I love that. But educate the people. Educate the people. Thank you. I was like, I was like, I don't know. If, I, I, I don't know if you get it. I don't know if the audience gets it. But yes, that's a trope. Um, and I was going to be very unhappy. I'm glad they didn't go that route. But the route they went, I wasn't happy with either. So I, I will say this. Um, 
as we're in the ambulance and she's uh her heart's stopping i in my head was like there's no way these writers are not aware of this trope and the damage that it does and and the community uh, fighting against it there's no way they would be so reckless and then her heart stopped i went are you fucking kidding me i was livid uh so the fact that she didn't die is a nice relief um it was bare minimum but still. right i just was so upset that at the possibility which i guess you know letting us know that her character is going to leave the show and then almost killing her yeah you you successfully convinced us it was possible that she could die because a lot of times on this show i don't i feel like we know someone isn't going to die because they have contract or we've seen them in the promo or whatever so i think like no she could die she could have died (laughs) yeah um i think it's i'm very grateful that she didn't uh especially because Kat deserves so much better. Um, and so let's talk about her choice to leave. Because well, I will what? say first, one yeah. thing I did like uh-huh. was the fact that we got a lot of scenes between her and Finn, because I think that's a really sweet relationship. And I really did like the fact that Finn was there. They have that same kind of humor. He was kind of helping her through. So I will say I did actually like that aspect of things. I thought those were really um, sweet, even though it was like very traumatic. It was like some sweet scenes. No, I agree. Also, the joke was so good. Yeah, and I was like, only those two would like tell them, <laughs> tell that to each other. Um. Yes, Felicia. It just seemed, it just was so odd, right? So we, like, we have to break down who Kat Tamina is, right? So she is strong. She is smart. She is hard-headed. She doesn't listen. Um, And sometimes she's so focused on her goal and on that she doesn't even, like, risk doesn't even cross her mind right like it's all about this job about being good at this job about getting these people about bringing them down and then this event happens which is super traumatic yes but like how does all of that that's inside of a person just like go away right okay so there's like this thing in life right there's two things you have vision and you have sight okay so your vision is what you see and what you want to happen and how you want things to be. And, and it's inherent, right? Just like you just believe it and you feel it. It's just, it just, it's in you, right? And sight is like what's before you. Sight is like, oh damn, like every, every however many hours a, a person is being sexually assaulted, that's sight. But vision is like, we can help these people. Cat had vision and people who have vision in them, like they're not easily deterred. And I just can't wrap my head around this happening to her. I get it. Logically, this happened and it changed her. But Kat? I don't know. Other people, yeah, it, might, it could change them. But Kat? Hard-headedness, pig, pig-headedness, stubbornness, all that's like in her DNA. Like, so just all of a sudden now I've decided I'm not going to help. And I'm going to call you old in the old and washed <laughs> up in the meantime, Olivia. I'm a way out. I think you're totally right because the first time we meet Kat, she goes undercover and she says, don't come in until I say the word. And yeah. he has his hand around her throat and she's like, why'd you come in? That to me says a girl gets shot and doesn't go, I'm not going to do this anymore. 
That said, I think <laughs> if I'm going to name a cop that I think would, I think at this point, I think that Rollins, if she were to get shot and almost die in her heart stop, she'd be like, I have kids. I can't do this anymore. And yeah. I would understand that. See, every single person in this show feels like they wouldn't do it. I mean, Olivia's like running around on a broken ankle. <laughs> like people all the time on the show, they're like, you're on death duty. And they're like, I'm sure not. And they go <laughs> up and do stupid shit anyway. And that's, that fits right into it because that was what she would have done. She would have been crutching around in the field and they would have been like, get back here. And she would not do it. This is not authentic. That would have been authentic to her character. Thank you. That was no. beautifully said. It's that's, true. That's they're so stupid, <laughs> but they're passionate. I, I think maybe we're missing a scene. Like maybe we need a scene where Kat and her girlfriend are talking about it. And the girlfriend is like, I'm worried about you. You're going to get yourself killed, blah, blah, blah. But I think, the things that Kat says to yes. Benson that she's like, you know, I'm I'm not at a place where I can say these things, where I can I can make the change I want to see. Then don't leave. Keep going. Like, yeah. Grow. Like, does my voice matter? Bitch, yeah, you know it does. Like, you know it does. Well, it just seems strange that her energy just didn't go to something else. Like she didn't say, like, oh, mm. I've always had in the back of my mind thought about working with victims like this or being right. in this law enforcement or advocacy or some more of uh, uh, some other place I can help. Not just, I quit the world sucks and I quit and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to quit. Yo, that's that, that monologue really got me real good. Cause it's like, Jamie did that. Like, are you, she basically was like, I'm, I'm going to leave while I can be young and happy and not be 20 years in and be miserable and stuck. Like you, you got to believe it's going to get better. Cause you 20 years in. I can leave and do something else in my life. And I was like, it was kind of like, it was funny a little bit to me because it was like, is that shade? Or like, what is that? Like, was that that meant to be shade? Or was that meant to be like, she has a sphere ending up like, uh, like Rollins or like, um, or like Olivia, even though she loves Olivia and she has idolized her. So it's really weird also too, for her to come back with Olivia to Olivia, like, Oh, I don't want to end up like you basically when you've idolized her. Um, I don't know. It was just really, really strange guys. I, I agree. I, I'm shocked that it wasn't, I've decided to go back to school. I'm going to do this. I've decided I'm going to be, so, be a social worker. I've decided I'm going to, or be undercover 100 percent or right. something like that like where you can like be in it because she loves being undercover like that's again how we met her right. is undercover i yeah yeah it's it's dumbfounding i just can't understand it and again i'll say this um I know a lot of people were tweeting uh anger about a billboard which we'll talk about in just a bit but um resulted in conversations on Twitter. Uh, and I saw Mr. Warren Light point out that, you know, there's a th- these first five episodes, something special is happening. And I don't know, I don't know what that means. Um, but he said, you know, watch the first five episodes and see. If Will and- see, he said five? Five, we're two in, so three more. I hope it's a big trick. <laughs> I really hope it's a big, it's- I, I hope they got me. I really ball head and a goatee again. That would be great for me. <laughs> So I just think I'm with Taylor that I wanna I wanna believe 
that that in five as episodes as a mirage. Like so, I hope that you're punking me. I yeah, really they're, they come back that this was a lie. That'd um, be amazing. They get their social media on. Like that would be that would be wonderful marketing and amazing trick. I don't think it's gonna happen, same. but I would be very pleased if it did. Yeah, I um I agree. I Five, okay. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna watch it regardless. We're, we're giving it the whole season, and then yeah. the next one. But yeah. we'll give it until you finish running. Yeah, <laughs> until we'll season it, airing. We'll but still, the series. Know what we want, though. You know, it just, it, it just again, and especially hers. Yeah, I know. I brought up a little bit earlier in our conversation about like watching those actors say those words, and particularly for her, I felt like it was hard. Like I can't imagine, like. Cause she was really upset about her character, you know, Kat not being a part of the show anymore. Even though I don't feel like she was disrespectfully upset. I think she was just disappointed, and yeah. it was it made it made it very clear, like on her social media, that she was really disappointed, and this wasn't her choice, and it's not something that she wanted. So I just feel really bad because again, there's a huge portion of people who are in the Law and Order SVU universe fandom that Kat was like really their first representation. So it just. It just sucks to lose her. That sucks. Absolutely. Um, we, for those who are just joining us for the first time on this episode, we did talk about this uh, and share our our knee jerk reactions to this news um, a couple episodes ago. So if you check out older episodes of our uh, like show, it was Not two episodes or last. Yeah, it was theater tricks. Um, yeah, yeah. So definitely go and check that out. We're not done. I'm just letting you know. You can go check that out here on... Oh, just in case. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Here on YouTube, but also on iTunes. Uh, let's talk about the Raleigh of it all. Is that... You got to stop doing that. You're you good with the ships, but you're not good at naming them. I didn't name this them This is the name. This is the name. That's not... Y'all are going... We're going with Raleigh That's really... What, what are you going to go with? Joke. What are you going with? Serious? Raleigh what do you want, Collins? <laughs> what do you want? That sounds like it should be on this show, Raleigh. <laughs> Look, first of all, Felicia, a hundred percent, I'm terrible at naming ships. <laughs> I never no, take. I didn't do that one though. <laughs> I, I am the worst. That's why I don't do it. I always wait for the fans. Raleigh. Yeah, I like it. It kind of rolls off the tongue. It's, it's like Bovrisi. <laughs> But Raleigh, but, but a step down. But the wrong one with Carisi. <laughs> Let's talk about Raleigh, because um, I know, I know there are people who've been waiting for this to happen, and then the season finale, we got that kiss, and now they're official. Here's the thing. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna start everything. Here's the thing. Okay. I was so anti Raleigh for so long. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I like the sneaking around. Like it's it's kind of spicy. I don't hate it anymore. Really? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I really don't hate it anymore. Felicia, I'm um I'm the opposite. Y'all know I was like here for it, and I saw it, and I was like, now that you have it, you don't want it anymore. Like I don't know. I feel like me and like this applesauce packet have more chemistry during this show than they had on. Like, where did y'all chemistry go? Like, where did it go? Like, it just, like, disappeared. And then she kind of doesn't even really see, you know how Amanda is, y'all? She fickle. She's very fickle. Very fickle. 
And I think that that's what's happening now. Because he was like, I'm very serious about this. And she's like, no, let's not tell anybody just shit. This wants to sneak around the courthouse. I respect that. Here's here's how I feel about it. Um, everyone knows that that I still believe that Barba and Carisi are meant to be. Um, look, they are. I don't care what anyone says they're endgame. So, I agree. Thank you. But um, I, at the end of last season, I felt the kiss was was justified. It made sense. I felt it. The chemistry and passion was there. I did not expect the kiss to lead to more kissing. Um, I expected it to be a, a, a tension builder that who knows what's happening with them and uh, are they, will they, won't they? That's what I was expecting. So yeah. to see them together was um, unexpected. I'm not a big fan. And when she was like, "We, sh- you know, I know you're worried and, and you're working on the case, but like, could you take a break? And I went, this girl is going to be bad for his career. She is going to distract him. And she is going to, he is on his way to becoming, you know, somebody big in his field. And she's a bad influence. You sound like someone's Irish Catholic mother. Oh my God. <laughs> you sound like someone's mom. You're not wrong though. Like that was, and it was also kind of bizarre. Like that doesn't feel very Amanda to me. She'd be like, no, keep working. Like I don't see her being or she'd like, bring food. She'd be like, I made, right. pizza. I bought pizza here. Yeah, she didn't, yeah, I agree. Y'all know Amanda is weird, okay? Y'all know that she's a little weird sometimes, especially when it comes to love. Look at all the different people that we've romantically, like, seen her linked up to. It's a, it's not a one type of guy. Like, she doesn't. Well, up until this, it has been. They've all been authority figures. It, like, was a thing. I mean, like, personality-wise. Like, she. Sure, she, she previously had. We, I think it was um, Benson who pointed out to her that she like has an issue with because of her dad. She has an issue with authority, male authority figures, um, and that's why you know every time it's been someone who has has had more power and there's been a, a imbalance. And Probably I more money, something like that. Yeah, and I think that I think that we met someone who was great for her. And then we got rid of him for some reason. He just comes and goes, uh, as we recall, Sergeant Caldoun. Um, why is I, it? What? Yes, isn't she why with is Rollins? He a full, why is he a full-time character? Ah, I think he was just there to be a love triangle. Okay, well, we could make him not that because I liked him. Um, it's just this is this is not what I thought I was gonna get. It's like. Which is like that whole meme. It's like what you ordered versus what you got. Like it's like I didn't think I was gonna get this, and I thought that there'd be more chemistry, more excitement between the two of them. I mean, maybe these are just like a bit of like, um, like a little preview, precursor to what is gonna happen. Um, I think that conversation where they talk about going public, uh, professionally for their relationship. Um, it's something that's going to come into play too. Because at this point now, y'all have a secret that y'all are keeping from the rest of the squad. Yeah. And- also, like I think for like HR reasons, you you have to say something. Um, if it's serious, you have to say something. And it sounds like both of you agree that it should be serious. And it is the most Rollins thing to be like, we don't have to say anything. Not right I'm now. I'm kind of so here 
for the like other squad members finding out though because that's just gonna be chaos and i'm ready oh finn's reaction will be funny finn it's gonna be amazing they're gonna be like oh god help us i'm ready i'm here for it too I here's I just right, for the drama. predictions on how the cat the rest of the squad will react. I think Finn will have the oh, same they're definitely reaction. Definitely walk in or something. I think Finn's reaction is going to be exactly the same as the way he reacted to when Cat said, "I was thinking about Carisi." I think he's going to go Carisi, and then I think Benson is going to go. What took you guys so long? That's what I think. But also, wow, this is going to be a lot of um, I think emotional labor gonna, for me. No, I think Benson's going to be like, we don't need this right now. <laughs> yeah. We don't need this right now. Like, I got a bum foot, and I don't know why she's going to take an ibuprofen for it. Because I know they get, they have to give me better drugs than that. But I guess she's going to be working. And but it's short-staffed. It's short-staffed. Now you're, now you're working. Now you are in a relationship with our, our, our ADA, like... The, he who was already a part of the squad, and that's why that presents problems and conflicts of interest right there. It's 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 going to be a point of contingency for them, probably for the rest of the season. If we don't see it right now, but eventually, I predict that like it will be a problem because it is a problem, whether it's on television or in real life. You, you know, you're not supposed to work so closely with people who you're in romantic personal relationships with um even sometimes family you're not supposed to do that you know those types of rela- close relationships you're not supposed to because they cloud your judgment so i think olivia will be probably a little like annoyed um but still happy for them as friends um finn he's gonna have something smart to say like can't believe you got with rollins or somehow rollins gonna take your head off something like that and yeah i guess i ain't got nobody else to really ask right yeah the squad the squad uh, anyway, wow! Yeah. Look, I was over here like, did I forget somebody? And I was like, nope. no, no, sure didn't. Um, I, think the, I think she's gonna like that new guy, though. That's the thing, too. I'm like, is it uh, setting something up here because of the the roof situation with Jenna? Because we know that um, she, Amanda's amazing at getting in people's heads really good. Um, for um, negotiations with with people in very t- dangerous situations, we've seen her do it many, many a times. So she, her first thing was like, "Oh, I got it. I got to go out here and talk to this girl." But then she watched him do it, and you know, like she's a fan. She was a fan. She liked that. She did. She liked that. So he could maybe be a little trouble, and he's like good looking too. So you know, like, it's interesting that you say that because I I feel like she's torn about her feelings for him specifically because. Earlier, she's like, the mom has my number. like, And he's like, well, she she didn't answer, so she can have my number. But that's um, what it, it gave me, enemies to lovers. Oh, you know how much I hate that trope? I know, but that's what it gave me, you know, when I watched it. That's, that's I just hope life that's wrong. Right I that's know. I don't want it. I'm sorry, but it might be happening. Or, or a space for Carisi to feel a little, like, jealous. Oh, totally. Oh, he's jealous of everybody. He really is. Calm down. Um, I, there was something else I wanted to talk about, and I don't have it in my notes, and I forgot what it was. Yikes! There was a lot this episode. There was. Oh, I want to talk about Benson's foot and that. Um, I think she injured herself. Yeah. Okay. So I think the way that they wrote it in was clever. Yeah. I think tying it into the case from organized crime is clever. 
I think for those who are new to our show, um, I am. We are not watching organized crime because it does not have to do with SVU, and we're not covering it. That said, I am taking it for the team and watching the show on our behalf. And there was nothing in the premiere that mattered to this episode. But I'll say this: there also was nothing that connected to her foot, and I'm wondering if it even like the whole theory that it was the guy, the bad guy from Organized Crime season one. Are we just going to let it be a theory and not investigate? Was she just run off the road? Are they on different timelines? Or not timelines, but are they in different, like, they they weeks? did They did adjust. Yes, the timeline was adjusted because okay. uh, it seemed like they were putting the um, car accident before the shootout in the hospital which was the season finale of yeah. Organized Crime. It does seem like they rearranged. And our episode started picking up immediately after um, the wedding, right? So I think they adjusted the timeline to fit everything in. Or at least that's how it felt to me as a viewer. I didn't know, I just didn't know if that would be an explanation where we like, didn't investigate that car crash or see it because maybe they were not like on the same... Like, maybe we'll see it later or something? I don't know. I don't know. It really felt like they moved it ahead of what happened in the finale of Organized Crime. Okay. Which then would have happened after the wedding. Okay. I trust you. Now I'm confused. All right. A lot um, going on. Yeah. Our yeah. shared brain cell can't really handle it. <laughs> yeah, we were all like, I don't, not sure. Yeah, Look. no. As we know, I'm watching that show for us, so no one else has to. And um, thank you. It exists. Uh, it will tie in next week. Um, and before we talk about what's happening next week, any other thoughts on the episode before we talk about best lines? Um, um, that I hope that those two hours of my life that I spent watching this uh, season premiere and second episode will have the worth and value that I want it to have for the rest of the season Um, because I didn't like it and I love this show and I want all these things to make sense and sometimes when you have a lot going on like y'all said it was an arc but it had three three whole episodes it's just the first one happened to be in our last season so you know I just don't want things to fall through the cracks because then we end up with a lot of questions and we don't end up with those answers and those connections sometimes and um when there's a lot going on so I need all of this to make sense mostly that Garland and Kat are gone I need that to make way more sense uh for me that's all I got to say about that well we'll keep talking I'm sure more topics will come up as we keep going with our show uh next up is our segment best lines uh who came from oh everyone came prepared this oh, was I our favorite very line. Prepared. i'm sure you did uh <coughs> all right felicia <laughs> i said oh, i'm sure you did that's hilarious because i thought to myself felicia just give you just give two because taylor's gonna have nine thousand. yep yeah okay right. felicia what do you got <laughs> This is like one of my favorite ones. Uh, and I think this is in the first episode um, from Finn. And it's when the congressman is ringing the bell at what's supposed to be the NASDAQ. And he says, there's nothing sadder than white people celebrating themselves. 
I was laughing so hard that Morris was sleeping. I woke him up. Um, And then then, uh, the next one is uh, where Liv is talking about her ankle getting hurt. And she says, it's fractured. He had to reset it. And that was crunchy. Yeah, what was that? I was like, that's so disgusting. I never broken anything before. When she was crunchy, it like kind of gave me a cringe. I guess that's they're trying to get the audience to be like, ugh, like. That's an adjective you don't use for an ankle. Like, well, stop I mean, it. it was broken, putting that together is like crunchy. Okay. I don't know. And then obviously, uh, Finn ambulance uh, with that um, amazing joke. Oh, cat, <laughs> stay up, stay awake. Uh, how many cops take screwing a light bulb? None. They bust the light bulb for being broke and the room for being black. <laughs> it was very good, actually. I want to know who wrote the joke. I want to know who wrote the joke. I, I know like, who wrote that because that did was a writer funny. write the joke or did they go ice? You got a joke? <laughs> yeah, no I know. I was like, yeah, oh, because he's he's funny. Yeah, he's really funny. God bless. Um, he's yeah, funny. He's like um, I don't know. Those are so. Those are my lines. Those are great. I'm glad you got the joke. Nothing said. <laughs> People celebrating those. <laughs> and he can say that to Cat, but he can't say that to anybody else on the squad now. <laughs> so now we're not going to get lines like that anymore. Oh, he's still going to say it. I so hope he still says that. They're going to be like, "Are we allowed to laugh?" Um, yeah. I all right. Here are my lines. Because uh, I these are all right. These are ones I'm going to start using in my real life. Okay. Uh, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Oh, I nice. love That's that. Good. That is good. I love that. Um, welcome to politics where the men are fours and the girls are tens. Woo! Um, and oh. the best defense is a gaslighting offense. That's good these, one these are too real. They're all too real. That's yeah. good. All right. Taylor, take it away. Well, I, of course, took a different approach here because I love a good rebellious teen. You know this. I love babes. I love sugar. I love all of that. And we had some great ones from our girl, Jenna. Um, Well, first of all, I do want to mention the fact that they were like, I love when they try to be hip and they're like, ooh, Dua Lipa's following him. Lizzo's following him. Billie Eilish is following him. (laughs) Where did you just drop those names in there? I really love that. I'm all about the youth, you know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. I would like to know which of the which of the talent listed was like, yes, I'm an SVU fan. I love it. I want to know True. how many of them feel that way. Get Lizzo on SVU immediately. I'm begging you. I would die. When Lizzo's our new squad member, then maybe I'll allow it. Then we'll be like, all right, bye, cat. Bummer. It's Lizzo time, though. Yeah. Um, all I do is Addy. I bought it online. I have ADHD. <laughs> okay. I told them I was interested in politics, solving climate change. Like, just, I just love Jenna. Like, I just, I loved her so much. Um, the fact that he said, the dad said, I wanted to put a GPS tracker on her phone. And I was like, that's just fine, my iPhone. Like, you don't have to put a GPS tracker. Like, it's already in there. So I was like, you're a little out of touch. We were in touch with the Dua Lipa reference, and then we were out of touch because we don't know what find my iPhone is. Um, when uh, the congressman was slapping Myron. Or no, sorry. Myron was slapping the congressman. Should we break this up? 
It's a private conversation. <laughs> he out of him. That hit was so good. It was so, honestly, it was I would say the best part of the whole episode. I agree. It was so um, therapeutic. Like, he slap me again. I was like, he might. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he do will. it. And honestly, I will not prosecute. <laughs> um, I also love the line she DM'd me from an app on a burner cell. I was like, is that a thing? I don't know. I guess it is. Um, the fact that they knew that 420, he was a weed, a weed dealer. Cat, like, cat knew so... that. Only cat That's what I'm saying. That. Yeah, cat knew that. Um, okay, I have a couple more. Stay with me. <laughs> Tough day. Cat got shot and three dead witnesses. I was like, that's a bit of an understatement, I think. A bit more than a tough day. Um, I know it's a woman's decision, but I don't believe in that. Yes. <laughs> All right. The irony. The irony. I love He's that. That's the okay. worst. Just the fact that he said bitter woman cop, too. I was like, okay. Just the way he delivered that line. And then finally, there's no way it's mine. I always pull out. <laughs> There were so many. That's what I'm saying. Like overall, this episode, eh, the lines, incredible. Some of them. It's yeah. It's hard when the writing is both amazing and not great at the same time. Listen, all she does is add. She bottom line, she has ADHD. Um, thank you, Taylor, for giving us the best lines. Thank you, Felicia, for giving us some good lines as well. Yeah, I uh, usually we would tell you if it was ripped from a headline or other news and such, but um, we're not going to have that today. We still have so much more to get through. Uh, Taylor, tell us about our poll, because we do a poll here every week with the Taylors here. We do a poll on the show. Absolutely. So when we last spoke, we were talking about theater tricks. This has never happened before, you guys. We had the poll saying... What was your favorite episode revolving around an actor or case with an actor? We have a three-way tie for first place. What? Three-way tie for first place. In second place, aka last place, is Reasonable Doubt, which is season 15, episode 22. So sorry, Reasonable Doubt. That's a little embarrassing for you. Um, but it's embarrassing. I, the top three was Theater Tricks. So true. Uh, that got 29.4% of the vote. Um, also with 29.4% of the vote was Producers Backend and Agent Provocateur. Honestly, yeah. these were all really good episodes. So, like, maybe it was right and written in the stars for them all to have tied. But I was just shook when I saw that those were all so evenly matched. Wow. This week, I'm ready to start some fights with this question. And that's because the question is, what is your most infuriating character exit? God, they are, there are so many. We, of course, have Kat and Gartland, that we talked about. We have Barba, who I know yet loves that episode. And then we have Peter Stone. Wouldn't be my choice, but if it's yours, go ahead and vote for it. It's actually quite a few people's choices right now. He has 16.7% of the vote. And in the what? lead currently is Barba. Okay. I know it. <laughs> A little unhinged. So go vote and make sure that doesn't happen. I um, was we'll tell you so where to find that sure. Bit. I was so sure that 
Peter Stone would have zero votes. Yeah, I don't. And I'm shocked. Um, I see some it's other. Y'all don't like y'all. Don't like him. Other people liked him. True. Well, it's, they're wrong. So. They're wrong. Um, I tolerated him. With Tiffany his says, uh, "Sister Peg," and I think that is a True. really good one. Uh, thank you, Tiffany. If I'm gonna say mine is Snowball. <laughs> Stop bringing up the most hard. Am I right, though? Back. I'm absolutely right. But if you want to remember Snowball, what can they do, yo? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Beautifully done. So uh, we'll tell you where to find the poll in a second. But if you want to remember Snowball, oh, heartbreaking. Um, I don't know if you know this, but we have ridiculous swag that is available for you to purchase. Uh, and the price is not risen so that we could get... Uh, a cut it's it's the cheapest available because we want you to have we want you to have this not because we're trying to make money off swag i want to clarify we think it's ridiculous and would love for you to own this stuff um so you can find a justice for snowball um swag uh, at the link in the description you can also get a slamming pair of jeans onesie for <laughs> your offspring um and of course you can get a prescription for orgasms <laughs> as needed with consent with consent um all of this again in the link below um yeah before we wrap things up it's time for our segment that we always forget about Girl. what did we learn excuse me what did we learn? Um, um. <laughs> hmm. uh, take a second. If you're watching us live, please let us know in the comments what you learned. Maybe that will help inspire. I learned that it was possible for me to get angrier about Kat's exit. Oh. I didn't think it was. It was. That's okay. all I'm gonna say. That's good. Did I learn this or is this a hope? Through what I've learned, now I hope that we will see some very interesting sharp twists and turns ahead of ourselves this mm-hmm. season. And that all of this had to be for a reason. It's like I know this is not so bad, but it's like, you know, in the movies, like shoot sometimes in real life when like horrible things happen to great people and everyone else goes. Happen, happen for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And usually I want to punch people in the face when they say that. Because, like, the reason was it happened. Don't say happen for a reason. I don't want to hear that. Especially if I'm upset. And that's how I feel right now. So I'm, gonna tell, I'm trying to tell myself, Felicia, it's okay. Everything happens for a reason. And I'm having, I'm learning to have faith and patience. That's what I've learned. Okay. I can control it. <laughs> All right, um, Jennifer. Also, I find people getting slapped in the face hilarious. Yeah, agreed. That was great. Um, trying again. <laughs> yeah, uh, first says I learned that I'm tired of detectives with sob stories. Yeah, there was a conversation going on in our chat um, when we were hearing about um, Velasco and his storyline. Yeah, um, and his like. I want to say. Yeah, that was such a bizarre story. <laughs> you gonna keep I, the belt? He died, and I took his belt and I wear it so that I don't. 
Huh? I was like, that belt don't okay. have no miles on it. I've seen a belt with miles on it. That belt ain't got no miles on it. <laughs> that I, belt looks brand new. <laughs> I was very confused as to why he's on a roof with a assault victim taking his belt <laughs> off. And she was like, what are you doing? I was like, sir, please keep it in your pants. I really thought he was going to hold on to it so I can pull you back up. No, he had a whole little antidote with it. He didn't need to take it off to do that. No. Um, Tiffany says, I learned that I want to throat punch McGrath on site. Square up. Fair. Dang, Tiffany said on site. (laughs) I'll say this. I learned that a lawyer can hit you. I didn't realize the lawyer could I don't hit know if that's true. He didn't get hit, yo. He got bitch slapped. And that's totally different. Like, he was like, shut the <laughs> bitch slapped him. Um, I, uh, yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess that's what I learned. Um, I, I don't know what I learned. I learned that I was disappointed um, and that there was so much more that could have been done. I'm trying, I feel like we've missed so, we skipped so much of the actual case because although the case took three episodes to to like unfold, it it was the least important part of the episode. Yeah, it was like a backdrop more than it was like, it was the personal was really at the forefront here. Um, especially for fans watching because we already knew what we were looking for before we started. We are looking to see where our to to our favorite characters that were half almost half the squad is about to go, you know. So uh, yes, I want to talk about the personal because that's really important. Um, so the big complaints on Twitter again were about a billboard. Uh, for those who saw the promo for next week, um, I'm gonna pop this up right now. Hold on, not the promo. Um, I'm just gonna pop that up. If you don't want to talk about or listen to the part about the promo for next week and what it looks like is happening, then the entire video section that has the spoilers um, label on, you can skip over if you're on audio only. Uh, good luck. Um, stay, it's fun, just stay. I just, I just don't want anyone who doesn't wanna know to whatever. So in the promo for next week, we're gonna get answers about the letter allegedly. And there was a big billboard that had a picture of Olivia and Stabler and it said, what's in the letter? Cause I think they're like really trying to campaign. Um, it reminds me of how to get away with murder when they did the, um, whose penis is it? No, um, I need to tell you what it reminds me of because this is a throwback. It reminds me of season, I think it was 13 where Olivia's on the plane and it was all about oh, who's the on hand. the plane. <laughs> With a hand, you know, whose hand is that? Right. And that's what it reminds me of. And honestly, I've missed the chaos of the hand. And so I'm kind of here for it. So here's what I know. A lot of people are upset, not necessarily about Benson and Stabler, not necessarily about the letter, but about the fact that the show has been um, veering into more um, relationship-based storylines as opposed to the cases and the victims. And I will say this, this show has been on for 23 seasons. It is okay if we veer into more of their personal lives. I will also say this show has always been television and never has it been specifically 
an advocacy show for victims and survivors. It, that has been an amazing um, outcome from this show that people have felt seen, that stories have felt heard. But this show is a television drama. Um, and I will say, I feel like we've been primed to do more of that because I think that's slowly been something that's been introduced into this show. Like, I think the first, you know, half of the seasons were very cut and dry case-based things. But in the past decade or so, I think we've really opened it up to more of that personal component, for better or for worse. I mean, there are certain episodes I wish it was much more case-based too, but I don't think it's completely... I don't think it's changed as much as you might think from like saying that. I think that maybe the marketing is changing a little bit more than the show itself is what I will say about that. I think that's a completely valid argument and comment to make, but I do think that this isn't a huge jump from what it's been the past couple of seasons either. I agree. And I think that, you know, again, the show is a television show. They need to cause drama. They need to tell stories. They need to keep us invested in these characters and the evolution. We literally, um, you know, Benson adopted a child. That became a whole thing. And then he got kidnapped and that became a whole thing. So like this idea that we're now dealing with a Benson and Stabler reunion and what that means and that relationship is not that different. And the show continues to be, um, you know, a procedural. We almost always have a self-contained story. And if we do connect the other parts, then fine. That's what we do here. So I think if that is your complaint and, and stuff, I think you may have missed the mark. It's not like organized crime, which became, it's a, a season-long arc. That is not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chris Maloney was just at the TCA press days and he had said the reason he came back was because he did not want to do a episode of the week bad guy storyline. He wanted to do something more serialized. And so that show is like that. And I, I think our show will continue to be the way that it is. Agreed. Well said. All right. I'm taking down the spoilers warning. um, So we can keep talking. All right, uh, Felicia disappeared on us, and she might be back. Uh, hopefully, she is. But um, we've done all of our usual segments. So before we let you go, um, as a reminder, we are available on iTunes, and we have made a request that you go and rate and review us on iTunes. Um, we have and here's no the parameters for that. Yes, we have no new five stars. If you like us. If you don't like us, four stars. Tell us what we should do differently. One through three, buttons are broken. Can't rate us that. Yeah, you can. It just won't show up. So, so uh, weird. Yeah, it's, somebody should get on that. Um, or not. Or not. Yeah. So if you write us a review, we'll read it on the air. And your options uh, for that is that I will read it in what has been dubbed my sex voice sure um felicia could read it in her gilbert Gottfried impression and taylor does accents uh not well but i've been watching the americans so perhaps russian that's gonna Um, be a thing that's gonna be so if you want that would you do in order to blackmail me (laughs) 
leave a review. Yeah. Um, again, if you give us four stars because you don't like us, please let us know why. That'd be great. Um, and we're on, as if you're watching us live, we're on YouTube, so you can comment there as well. Subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Because even when SVU goes on hiatus, we do not. Um, we do become more sporadic, but we don't go on hiatus and we cover old episodes and we'd love to hear recommendations on which old episodes to cover that we haven't yet discussed. Um, all right. Also, we've told you about the merch that we made, the ridiculous swag. You can find that below. Um, next week, we'll be back at our regular time, as always, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern to discuss the new episode. So until then, um, Felicia, hopefully we'll return before we sign off, but you can find her on Instagram at it's Felicia Michelle. Uh, and in a couple weeks, uh, you can find me and her on the official Leverage Redemption After Show, a very distinctive podcast only on the Electric Now app. New episodes for uh, Leverage Redemption drop on October 8th, and that is when the After Show will become available as well. Taylor, where are you and where can everyone keep up with you and where can they find the poll? You can find me and the poll on Twitter at alphaba underscore and you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I also write for Show Snob, which is a great um, site. I'm just finished covering Nine Perfect Strangers, which is wild. I'm now um, covering The Morning Show if you're a big fan of that. So yeah, you'll be able to see me uh, do recapping and articles on that. I, they're all on Twitter. So yeah, you can find me. Um, before I tell you who I am and what's going on, I want to remind, uh, give out some shout outs. We have people, so many beautiful people in the chat today. Uh, Tiffany, Aaliyah, um, Jennifer, uh, Samantha, Daryl, Zach. I think I saw other people. Mark J. Freeman stopped by, caught us live, which was wonderful. Um, Sarah Lee was here. Um, Thank you so much to everyone who joined us live. Again, I am Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That is Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Um, you can find me on the Hollywood Critics Association YouTube channel every Wednesday on a show called Hollywood Approved. We have celebrity guests and we ask them what they're watching. Um, we also do fan casting because we thought it'd be fun. And um, I have also the Foundation After Show. Uh, which is a new sci-fi series on Apple TV+. Plus. You can check that out on um, the Hollywood Critics Association YouTube channel as well. And, of course, the official Leverage Redemption After Show, a very distinctive podcast only on Electric Now. All right, that's it. You're caught up. Find me on the Internet. I loved talking about this with you all. Thank you for joining us. I'm sad for she didn't make it, but she loves you all. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.